Hello everyone, this is Andy Stanley, and I'd like to welcome you to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where they will explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Uh, whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together they'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. And by the way, this isn't really Andy Stanley. This is just an AI. How cool is that? <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my goodness. Are Andy we in, Stanley. Are we in trouble? Um, I think it might be illegal. Well, I mean, you did give a disclaimer, so. Yeah, that was an AI that my son created using some software somewhere on the internet. And where they take samples, man, I don't know. I don't even know how to follow that. Uh, they take samples of a person's voice. You can get it off their podcast or off a, well, in Andy's case, any sermon that he's ever preached. And then they put it all together. And it'll do inflection and just just the way he and just the way he did his us and yes like uh and how cool is that you know that's that's it how totally he would, sounded like him it, yeah it's how he would say it oh my gosh so oh, well that has uh, changed my feeling word then I was gonna yeah. come in and say I feel relaxed you know I had a good weekend away and now I'm feeling a bit freaked out like, right all this ai stuff like it's so cool i'm like oh this is so awesome until it's like oh like what's the dark side of ai there's there's plenty of it i think i think people are freaking out somewhat as you are and as i am and uh oh by the way uh my name is damon and this is my friend <laughs> yes. kelly we're just gonna jump in <laughs> welcome to enneagram yes. you so kelly uh, how are you feeling today yes. after that that it is a little freaky to okay. me this ai stuff yeah. i was uh Introduced to AI, I think maybe when it started to emerge, at least in popular culture awareness, uh, at the beginning of the year, it feels like. Yeah. And now it is just like caught fire. And I think it's so cool because it's like, oh, yeah, you can look up a question or, you know, different ways that I'm hearing people use it. Mm -hmm. And then you're just wondering, I guess for me as the eight, like always wondering, like, but what's the bad side? What's the dark side of this? And it just feels like, are they? Is AI going to take over the world, Damon? Well, right. And they don't, people listening right now don't even know whether or not we are AIs. Maybe we are too. We're just so, no, they know. <laughs> they know. There's like not that guy. There's no one that would reproduce that. Yeah. Do you think anyone's like uh, yeah. taking our voices and making a promo for anybody? I highly, highly, highly doubt it. <laughs> But not uh, yet. someone could not be yet. working on, you know, more devious things. I mean, oh. the deep fakes and they're doing all of it with uh, not only questions and, and language, but also graphics, yeah. video, all kinds of things. I've seen videos of political figures uh, playing video games, streaming on Twitch, and you just oh, look like it looks like Donald Trump. It looks like a Bar Barack Obama. It sounds so like him. So they're playing... Uh, Video games together? Yeah, like, yeah, like, I don't know, Halo or, or something <laughs> newer than that, of course. But yeah, that's oh. what they're doing. And they're cussing along the way. And it's funny. And you're all laughing at it. And you know, it's not them. But it's good enough that something else could be created that you know, you don't know yeah. if it's really them or not. Well, and it just brings up the point, like, how are we going to know what is actual true? Mm -hmm. and what's true and what's AI, you know, or what's... Right. True news versus, I mean, and I guess we don't know. I think we have Is there to any question. True news out there. Hey, yeah, all right. I think we just have to question everything and yeah. and uh, hang on for the ride and know it's all going to turn out uh, good in the end, right? Yeah, because I hope need so. to be positive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah. that's how I'm feeling, Damon. How are you feeling? I am feeling incredibly anxious right now. <laughs> My palms are sweating. Andy Stanley was here. Yes. Uh, oh. uh, yeah. I. I 
I've come off a couple of busy weeks. And so now I'm not as busy and it just creates this little bit of like, what am I missing? Mm -hmm. What am I forgetting? And I think it's just pace of life really. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I don't think it's a strong anxiety, but just a little bit like, okay, I, I should have more work to do than this Am right now. Am I missing now. something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think it's just really the ebb and flow of life. And and there are people listening right now that are really, really busy. And they're like, I wish I could say that. And mm-hmm. yeah, so. But I am also excited that we are turning a corner today. Yes. And one of the reasons we used Andy, Stan- Andy Stanley is because we think that Andy Stanley might be a one. Yeah, I think on that's what I've read. And that's what we're going to, we're starting to talk about numbers today. The numbers, thank you for hanging with us all these weeks as yeah. we built the foundation. And now we're jumping into the numbers, right. the number one. Right. And we think Andy's a one. I don't know where I heard that. I think it was a podcast, uh, potentially. And I believe he's admitted that he's a bit of a perfectionist, which is a trait of the one. That's right. Yeah. The one is the good person. Like you were saying, the downfall, I think, for ones is how good is good enough. Mm -hmm. And so then that perfectionism can sneak in and wanting to make the world a better place, but then also really struggle with their own internal perfectionism. Yeah. Do we think, I think when we approach every number... Wouldn't it be cool if we could just, I don't know if we can do it the same every week, but maybe we could ask, you know, similar questions about mm-hmm. every number and and help people figure out, is that me? Or even if they know they're a certain number, um, I think we, um, you know, what what does that look like? Yeah. And what, what does that look like for them and how to be healthy and all that? Did, mm-hmm. did you give us, a, you gave us a link early on in another episode, right? To take a test or something to figure out your number? Yes. Did we do that? We'll I, make sure if we haven't to maybe put it in this in the show uh, notes. notes. Yes. Okay. Uh, there are different assessments to take. Uh, and again, I really appreciate the free ones that you can take this one that we'll put in the show notes. Just gives you a good uh, general three top numbers. And then, you know, true Enneagram teachers would say, don't just take a test. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you take more of the extensive test, don't just take a test, but listen to the numbers, listen what resonates within you for each of the numbers. And maybe get some feedback from some other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really going to show who you are on your best day and on your most challenging day, mm-hmm. you know, as well, because we hold both, you know, and for the one, for them on their best day, uh, they are just very self-disciplined. They are principled. They value making the world better, making themselves better, helping us, uh, helping others to be better as well. So that is one of the strong points for them is just as the good, responsible person. Mm-hmm. They're the, that's their classic trait. Mm-hmm. Those are some classic traits. Yes, for sure. Okay. And also you really, you you leaned on the positive side. So that was mm-hmm. their, that was their, their strengths. Yeah. I mean, they have a moral compass. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are ethical and reliable. Like if you are working with a one, you probably don't even have to check back in with them on a project because they're just going to get it done. Cause that's the right thing to do. So they're motivated by doing the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. doing what is good. It seems like a one would, um, be focused on doing things of course, I'm going to go to the negative. Darn it. I don't want to be negative. <laughs> hey, that's why we have you on the podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> like, uh, if you're a one then and you're trying to do right things all the time, I weren't. I would be hesitant to do anything because I couldn't get it perfect. Yeah. 
Well, um, and that's where perfectionism has to be uh, something that a one is aware of, just that struggle with perfectionism and knowing that you can't be perfect, but you can work towards excellence. It doesn't mean you have to be like on the whole other side of the spectrum of just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, you know, having that question for yourself, like what works for me? Um, I've heard it said that a one can say things like there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's negatively that's a negative thing. Maybe that can be a positive. Piece. Yeah. I mean, there's always room for improvement. I even say that. I mean, right. I think we all do. Yeah. But then also knowing too, when is good enough enough, you know, and so mm-hmm. having people in their life that can help them with some of those boundaries for sure. One example I give with, uh, with the ones that I think we can all relate to. So this is kind of a perspective of a one's world. So, okay. uh, you know, laundry. Uh-oh. Do you like to do laundry? Damon? Do I? Do you do, you do laundry? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> some people you... like different no, chores. I mean, I don't. I don't mind throwing some clothes in the washing machine and turning it on. Yeah, and then, and then later hopefully... throwing them in the dryer. <laughs> and then if they're not already dry from the length of time they stay. Right. <laughs> right. So like is no. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I would say no. Laundry is one of those things I like to do. But, you know, it's one of those chores that there's so many dang stages. So you Mm -hmm. gather the clothes, you sort them, you put them in the washer, dryer, Mm -hmm. fold them, put them away. And so, you know, that feeling whenever everything is done, like there is no dirty clothes in the house at all. And it's like, ah, it's good. Yes. No dirty clothes. Let's not wear any clothes anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Don't use any towels. That's right. Well, but yeah, this is just the point. So for five minutes, all the laundry's done. Right. But then something gets dirty again. And that's kind of the challenge for the one. This is like their world. It's like, ah, just when something is right or good or done, complete, uh, there's something else that has to be now worked on. And when you say, ah, that means it's a little frustrating to them to start over. So that's the challenge for the one. Their besetting struggle then is the frustration of that. So that can move into a place for ones of struggling with anger. Now, because anger isn't a good feeling or a right feeling, at least for ones, they don't think of it as a good. I know we say with our feelings and what we want our listeners to know is that feelings aren't right or wrong. They just are. Um, It's what we do with our feelings that matter. But for a one, anger feels like a wrong emotion to have. So they'll just keep stuffing that anger down unless they're aware that anger is their besetting struggle. Um, And then it'll start to come out sideways. So the dark side for the one, uh, their anger comes out in micromanaging, maybe Mm -hmm. some resentments, some criticisms, judgment of self and others. Um, And so it's like that anger just kind of permeates and then just starts to kind of ooze out, especially at others. Yeah, Uh, and I'm going to say this back to you poorly, but they're looking for the world to be perfect. mm -hmm. They're trying to make it so. So it should be this way. Mm -hmm. It could be this way. It ought to be that way. So there's always room for improvement. So we're going to try harder. So I got all those clothes done. I folded them, put them away or hung them up. And it's beautiful. And now someone wore the the shirt again. And it starts over. And it shouldn't be that way. It Mm -hmm. should stay perfect. Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't. Mm. And so for a one... They really need to embrace the anger. And I think a good practice is to just process those uh, anger feelings each day, not, not to ask yourself, am I angry? Because a one would probably say, no, I'm not angry. But to be able to say, okay, what was frustrating about today? Or what was uh, maybe a way that I saw myself being critical of myself or others mm-hmm. today? You know, what are some of those ways that that anger's come out sideways? So they kind of believe a lie. And one of the lies that they might believe is that it, it, uh, they can't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's not okay to make a mistake. Right. It's not okay to make a mistake. It's not okay to do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that can put ones in a fear base too of like, oh, okay, what do I need to do to keep myself from making a mistake or doing something wrong? So there can be that hypervigilance within themselves. Um, self-criticism. Mm-hmm. I've heard one say that they yeah. have a, a voice of a constant inner critic. Like, okay, yeah, I got this done, but it could have been done better or I should have done this different. Uh, should. Like you were saying, those mm-hmm. shoulds and ought tos are huge in the self-talk uh, messages for for a one. We learned about the triads. Yes, uh, and the triads are the three number three numbers that go together that are all based around uh, how our motives. Is that, yes, is that the right mm-hmm. word? Well, uh, not yeah. our motives. Our uh, triads based on yeah the uh, predominant emotion that we emotion. experience, mm-hmm. but then also like how. Um, those triads like are working in the world. So the one is part of the gut triad with right. the eight, nine, and one. Right. So you're an eight. Mm-hmm. I'm potentially a nine. <laughs> and there's ones listening out there. I could be a one though. Like you're saying a lot of things I relate to. And is that because my number is in the same triad? Well, it can definitely be because of that. But also uh, the numbers to each side of your core number are the wings. Mm. So Damon as a nine, your wings are eight and one. And so if a lot is resonating with you with the one, you probably have a dominant one wing. Mm-hmm. What if we get to the eight and a lot is resonating with me there? <laughs> well, and this is where you're unique in the nine space. You Let's take on attributes of we all talk, the numbers. We talk way too much about nines. <laughs> and I am going to, I think my new goal is just, I'm going to retake the test and I am going to change my number. I'm going to break this whole Enneagram thing. I'm going to break it all. I'm going to break it <laughs> Then What's your, the rebellious uh, number? Then because your Wikipedia is... will be Damon Fontenelle, <laughs> the guy who broke the Enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. think anyone can. I think I, I've tried uh, a couple of times, but I think well, it'd be keep fun. Trying. Maybe I can transform myself into a different number. I don't think it's yeah, possible. No. But hey, yeah. you're uh, reflective of the one that's like, well, maybe I could just perfect myself or perfect something else. Darn it. So You got me again. <laughs> I need to like shoot for something that's way, way, way far away from the nines and the guts and all that. Like some, like the four, the four, the four's heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could be a four, an artist. Yes. Well, and as a nine, you do take on the attributes of all the other numbers. So <sighs> with your core motivation of peace. And <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Everybody just quit listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Okay, well, I remember you talking a while ago, and this is just really weird, but evidently there are animals that go with yes. the different numbers. And yeah, I'm just going to let you talk. I don't know. Well, what's that about? Yeah, I think just looking at, again, the personalities and what animals may be connected to the different personalities. So they say that a one's animal is a barking dog. Really? Yeah. I I didn't remember that and wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. So it's this idea that um, because ones are constantly thinking through what needs to be improved, maybe this ticker tape of all the different things that need to be done. So it's like this constant barrage of things that are just going through their self-talk. So it almost becomes like they're barking at themselves. If I need mm. to do this, I need to do this. Um, but then also barking at others. Um because again, ones want to improve themselves and others. So a lot of times that can spill over into kind of ordering or challenging others in their life to improve as well. So you hear that, Andy Stanley, you are a barking dog. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm glad he recorded our intro before uh, before we he heard that. Tore, tore him apart right <laughs> yes. there. What do you think? Um, yeah, so a one in their healthy, maybe you said you've already said this a little bit, but in their healthy state, like we go back and we all want to be the healthy version of our number. Mm-hmm. Um, let's describe that a little bit more like because yeah. i want people to leave feeling good about what they just <laughs> and if you listen to me it's just going to keep going down the negative path a little bit hey but... this is transformation that you want to end on a positive yeah ah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not leave them just all confused and mad at the right. end of the podcast how about something yes, making ones more angry is yeah. probably not helpful yeah, yeah what can we what when a one looks in the mirror and they're struggling with perfection and those more difficult things what what is a healthy one look like and yeah. what do they bring to the world? I assume they bring better things because yes. they always wanted to be improved. Yes. Ones are a gift to the world because they bring so much good um, just by being themselves and just by being in the environments, you know, with their ideas and different things that they bring to the table. I mean, they really lead the charge in how to be responsible, how to move things forward in a positive direction. So yes, they are a gift to the world. And I would say a great um, self-awareness step for the ones. Again, daily journaling. And I know people aren't huge fans of journaling unless you are. Uh, but then I don't know one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> give me time. <laughs> um, but just being able every day to just practice processing feelings, naming those feelings, especially some of the anger feelings. I think that's going to be a gateway for freedom for ones. Mm-hmm. And then also a daily gratitude of like, what were things today that I can look back on and be grateful for? Because you probably look back uh, on a one's day and if anybody else but the one is looking at it, they're like, oh my gosh, look at all the good things that you did today. I was just going to say that. Like if I'm looking at a one, I'm thinking you are accomplishing things none of us would ever get to and doing it at such an excellent level. Yes. And from the outside, we're, we're all saying, wow. Yet sometimes on the inside, they're saying, nope, not good enough. Right. Or, yeah, I did that, but I didn't even pause to celebrate that. And now I need to move on to the next thing. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say another thing for a one is take time to celebrate. And it doesn't have to be every day there's a celebration, but like, hey, at the end of a project, I'm going to make sure that I mark this with a celebration. Maybe it's doing something just for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, some self-care. Maybe it's uh, having dinner with, uh, you know, with someone to celebrate an accomplishment. So having those places of celebration, I think is really important for a one too. When you said project that just put in my head that I wonder if there are certain jobs that numbers lean toward like careers, Mm -hmm. things like that, where I know we can't box all that up because in any career, any number can bring about good things. But I wonder if like, if we, if we surveyed ones, I wonder what the dominant career would be, career choice would be, or what they would want to do. Yeah. Or that would be helpful for people as well. Or I mm-hmm. wonder if there are careers, it's like, if you go into sales, I'm not saying it's for a one, it's probably not. But if I go into sales, if I'm a one, will I be more successful than a six? Mm. I don't, I mean, I don't yeah. even know if there's a book like that or something. There probably yeah, I is. know that there have been uh, different career paths that Attempts, you know, each anyway. of the numbers can go into. And I'd say, you know, there's probably a vast variety of different jobs for one, anything that would make the world better. So you think about teachers, there's probably many teachers that have gone into their profession, because it's uh, the right thing to do. um, Mm -hmm. You know, and they want to better our world with pouring into our future. Um, I think a lot of our leaders are ones um, in a lot of ways, probably a lot of ministers. uh, Mm -hmm. Well, and Andy Stanley would fall into that Mm -hmm. as a one because, hey, it's the right profession to go into. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think the ones probably got a, a more of a variety of 
different occupations. What do you find? Uh, how do you find working with a one? Mm-hmm. Is that the right how to say that? Yeah. You know, when you're working with a one, what is that like? Yeah. Well, I have found it, especially we want to look at that there's a continuum, you know, so we have the healthy ones all the way to the unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So the healthy ones that I have worked with know uh, that they are ones. And so they are also looking at that line between, okay, what's going to work versus making this exhausting for everybody by trying to get it perfect. So being able to know that about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, also for ones uh, to be able to trust you with helping to carry the load. I think for one, so often if they don't trust the others that they're working with, they become micromanagers really fast. And okay. so being able just to know that, hey, you can trust me. I'm going to follow through with what I say I'm going to follow through on. Um, we're going to work on this to better this together. Yeah, you said earlier that um, a one, you give them a project or if they have their own project, you usually don't have to check in on them again. They're going right. to, they're going to, it's going to get done perfectly yeah, or as perfect as they can do it. Well, we're going to all think it's perfect. They won't think it's perfect. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Darn it one. Yes. It's perfect. I promise. It's yes. really good. Yes. Let yourself that's off the good hook. enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay not to be completely okay. It's okay not to be okay or completely. Because right. the truth is none of us are. Right. And then, uh, here I found a little saying, I have a little cheat note here. And I already said one of these statements, I'm going to say both of them. Uh, the lies ones ones believe that it's not okay to make a mistake. Yeah. And the truth a one needs to hear is, you are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I think for each number, if there's a mantra that we could just take and just breathe in and breathe out, I think for the one, the mantra would be, I am good. And I bring mm-hmm. good to the world, you know, and so it's just like inside, I'm going to breathe in. I am good. That is the truth. Um, none of us are perfect, but I am good. And then breathing out, I bring good to the world. Mm-hmm. I can see ones being a little OCD mm-hmm. because they want everything perfect. Right. And if, control is a part of that too. Mm-hmm. But if they know they're good, maybe they can, and believe that, then mm-hmm. they can let go a little bit of that and... Maybe they practice things like messing things up on purpose. Yeah. You know, like, okay, you cleaned your whole house. Now go through and just throw all your, all your clothes on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all your yes. pillows on the floor. Just mess things up. And just set, set with it for yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do not put away your coat when you get home. Don't put it in the closet. <laughs> throw it over a chair and leave right. it. Leave dirty dishes in the sink. Maybe oh, ouch. For an hour There's, or overnight. Yeah. There's my one wing. Yeah. That might be something painful. that would be hard for yeah. me. I, I don't always love, I really, I despise dishes and everything about them, uh, but I do have a hard time going to bed if if the dishes aren't, at least in the dishwasher. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So that may be your so, mess to uh, be willing to to do. Maybe your homework assignment, Damon. I think Damon. I'm married to a three and we'll get into that later, <laughs> but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Just tell her this is a homework assignment we have to do. <laughs> Kelly said dirty dishes have to stay overnight yeah. in the sink. Yeah. We'll get to them in the morning. Uh, we run into that every once in a while where it, I will not uh, remember to set the the dishwasher to run automatically and we'll wake up and the dishes are still dirty in the dishwasher. Yeah. And there's a conversation in the morning. I'll yes. just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I know because you need some of those things yeah. for, to start the next day. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Throws my, my perfection off and yeah. someone else's task list. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and there again, there's a lot of strength of getting the dishes done. You know, mm-hmm. so the next day, your future self is glad that that cup is ready or that whatever is ready. But, you know, sometimes having that space of going, okay, you know what? We're just going to let that go and it's going to be okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Ones, 
you're you're way more perfect than the rest of us already. Yes. Just let me say that. Good job. Yes. You are good. <laughs> you are and so thank good. thank you for all the goodness that you bring to the world, right. for sure. Thank you for straightening us all up and holding that high standard. And mm-hmm. we are so happy to know you. Yes. Well, Kelly, this has been great. We're going to wrap it up for today. And that was the one. What number are we going? And we don't always go in, in order. So yeah. what are we going to do? <laughs> are we going to go to two next week? Well, because it's the right thing to do, we should probably go to two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Enneagram U. And we will see you next time. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Damon. Bye, Damon.